what society expects of us is to be the provider and take care of things and there's never a problem and don't show emotions and don't show weakness. Okay, don't work with that. That's a bad, that's bad advice, right? Welcome to Elements of Styles, the business podcast that trades in scarce thinking for community, conversation, and ideas in abundance. Each week, I, Mark Styles, sit with professionals and entrepreneurs, both local and global, and learn how they each add value to their communities, their partners, and their teams. Please enjoy. Hey, folks, welcome back to Elements of Styles. Today, I am grateful to have Mike Simon. Mike is the founder of Agent Brief. Agent Brief is an AI-supported, actionable data tool for folks in the title industry. Welcome to the show, Mike. Great to be here. Thanks for having me. It's been a while. It has been. It has been. So tell us tell us uh, how it's going with Agent Brief. You know, for, I guess for all intents and purposes, data has been out in the real estate industry for a long time. It's not very good, but it has been available. And the problem with it has been, um, number one, it was very expensive to obtain. So the, the cost of real estate data is really just absurdly high. Um, but that real estate data is so important to all of the folks that surround the real estate transaction. So real estate agents, for better or for worse, control the real estate transaction. And it's when a real estate agent has a transactional event that really matters to all the people that surround it. You can call it loan officers or title reps or escrow officers or insurance salespeople, even down to you know gardeners and pool people. You know anybody that really relies on the movement of the population really needs to develop a relationship with a real estate agent. And in my prior company, List Reports, we did this for loan officers, and I spent about three years trying to figure out how to take that product and rebuild it for the title industry or reuse it. And what I found was that I couldn't rebuild it, the front end. I had to basically keep the back end, the data platform, but create a brand new user interface that was more um, that was more user-friendly for the title space and people who are generally on the go. And what does that mean? Um, on the go means you have to create mobility. Uh, so we, instead of building something like everybody else had on the desktop uh, and making it super expensive, we actually created a mobile app, very easy to use, super accessible, portable. You can get the data anywhere you want. And we put it at a price point where it doesn't really matter where you are in the title space. You can work for an underwriter and direct sales at you know First American if you want, or you can work as an independent agency if that's what you want. Um, or even a one-man band, does not matter. We wanted to price this so everybody had access to it. And I think the combination of mobility, um, accessibility, and then price all kind of converged at once and really gave us a very solid product that we built in February. And we're now uh, about to complete our third month of actual sales. Very cool. And folks, we're talking about uh, 2023, if you're hearing this uh, later down the road. Yes. Well, tell tell us about the AI component to it. How is the artificial intelligence used in, in, the, in the application? You know, I think when you and I first spoke, I, I probably recounted this story to you. Um, and the guys who taught me the tech business um, used to say to me, you know, there's, a, there's a, nothing replaces a great idea except for really good timing 
and a little bit of luck. And with AI, we got super lucky. Um, we started building the uh, Agent Brief app on the 14th of February. Uh, I remember it's because my son's birthday. I think it's Valentine's Day too, but I'm <laughs> sure it's my son's birthday. And to the day, Mark, to the day, that's when Agent, uh, that's when um, ChatGPT hit the scene. And that's where people started talking about it. People freaking out. I've got to get it. Got to get access to it. And we had built the platform or we envisioned building the platform. Yes, that you know, we send alerts when real estate agents have events that you should respond to. So we made it very easy in the original form of the app to call that real estate agent or send that agent an email or send them a text directly from your mobile phone. And that was good for everybody. Everybody loved it. So, you know, we're going to go to market with this thing. The minute ChatGPT came on the scene, we stopped. We said, wait a minute. One of the biggest problems that we were facing in the industry was not just alerting our users to when real estate agents were having events that they should respond to, but also the bigger problem was, what do I say? So here you are giving alerts to people and saying, hey, that agent has a new open house. You should reach out and contact them. Here's a blank email for you to fill out. And people froze, especially yeah. when they were out in the field. So with one click of a button, you get an alert, you generate a, an AI narrative. They're all custom, so they never repeat themselves. And now we were basically saying, here's the agent. Here's the event that happened. Do you want to reach out to them? Here's what you should say. Click here, press send. And now you can actually get an alert and respond. 10 to 15 seconds is all it should take. And keeping in mind that you know, transactions are down. There's a not well, a heck of a lot of them to go around. So first mover advantage and time sensitivity all mattered. And ChatGPT was like, I, I can't even say it was the cherry on top because it was much more than that. It really evolved the platform into a whole nother level because we were using the most recent technology and everybody was clamoring for a way to embed ChatGPT into their world. We just did it kind of like that. And it really propelled us and accelerated all of our sales efforts. So somebody who has the app uh, has their phone, they get an alert that says one of the agents that you've identified has had an activity. You have many options of what you want to do. We've already done the work for you. Mm -hmm. Hit send. Hit send. There you go. That's it. And the beauty about ChatGPT is even we've embedded into the application the ability to change the narrative. So the hardest thing about using ChatGPT is not functionally how it works. It's writing the prompt that ensures you're going to get the response you're looking for every single time. And we monitor four different transactional events, a new listing, open house, closed buy side, and a change of status. And each one of those is different. Each one of them is nuanced. So to write a prompt that says, hey, agent, name, saw you had a new event, new listing at this property address, okay? I would love to see how I can help you with this transaction. By the way, I'm Mike with Acme Title. Getting that right every time with a lot of creativity and uniqueness takes work. That's what the prompt's all about. And that's really what we were able to do was really ensure that with one click, you get a narrative. If you want to update it, you want to edit it, you want to make it sound funnier or different, even if you want to do it in a foreign language, all of that can happen. 
all of this happens in a matter of seconds, and then you get back to doing what you're doing. So no matter where you are, ChatGPT is there to kind of do the heavy lifting for you, while the app is also there monitoring through automation all these activities. So all our users have to do is identify the agents they want to follow and follow them. And then we'll do the work in monitoring their activities. We'll let you know when an activity you need to take advantage of happens. We'll tell you what to write. And in 10 seconds, you should be sending that message out, starting to communicate with that agent, but also getting back to what you were doing. So ChatGPT really made it all happen. So the example you gave was more of a cold call prospecting uh, reach out. What, what about the referral partners that you typically work with? Does this work for them as well? Great question. So there are two features. When you follow an agent, um, I should point out that following an agent, even though we look very much like a social media platform, it's one-sided. So when I'm following any real estate agent, known or unknown, they don't know about it. It's all anonymous. So you're following this agent, you're monitoring the agent, they don't know what's happening. But when you follow an agent, we ask you pretty simply, what is your relationship status? Is yeah. this prospect that you don't know, or is this somebody with you've transacted with in the past? By clicking one of those two buttons, it changes the tone of ChatGPT. It goes from introductory, if you don't know them, to very familiar, if you do know them. It's as simple as that. So it's really just about giving our users very intuitive questions and very intuitive options. You say, oh, yes, I know that agent. Great. That's a known agent. All of your narratives from that moment on will come out in a very familiar tone. Vice versa, if you don't have a relationship and it's some, essentially a cold call, it's all introductory until such time as it isn't. And when it isn't, you can change the relationship status and it'll switch to a new form. I love it. So let me ask you this, Mike, how did you find your way into the path of, of founding this company and, and helping all of these folks? How much time do you have? <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Figure it out. So um, I had been in uh, the residential real estate space for a long time. Um, you know, I dabbled in it right after college, left it, got back into it. I worked for a company that everybody kind of knows, Realogy, for a long, long time. And being part of Realogy at the time that I was, um, late 90s is when I kind of started, um, that was when online real estate was really kind of taking hold. Yes, it happened a little bit earlier than that, but a lot of the dot-com booms that happened in the late 90s, I was fortunate enough to be involved with, but on the other side, you know, working for Realogy, we were the 800-pound gorilla. Everybody wanted to do a deal with us, and whether it was um, you know, home store at the time, then became realtor.com. Um, you know, when Zillow launched, even things like classified ventures going way, way, way back, I was negotiating transactions with all of these companies because they wanted access to our data. We were one in every two and a half, one in every three homes sold in America was sold through one of the Realogy brands. So I was in it. And we also launched a, a, a platform called move.com, we did that in the States. I did it internationally when I was living in London. And that really gave me the bug. Sadly, you know, life kind of happens. And I got out of it because I got a divorce, raising two kids by myself, had to give up the high-flying corporate career and really just focus on 
the tasks at hand, raising the kids, trying to keep myself above water. And that was a really interesting stretch that lasted from, let's say, 06, 2006 to maybe 2014. And at that moment in time, I had made a decision. I got to get back into real estate. It's really what I know. I had been doing a bunch of other things, but real estate was really where my home was. And I can tell you that there were four introductions that essentially set the path for my career that I did not connect at the time, but I can connect today. And it really led me from getting back into the industry with Keller Williams, a private equity firm, introduced me to List Reports. List Reports was sold last September, and that was the motivation for me to go out and start my own business, um, really take a leap as an entrepreneur at, I'll just say, in my late 50s. And it was just this culmination of events. So when I think about how I got back here, it's hard for me to imagine that I didn't start here, but I did, you know, it's just not something I was very traditional, traditional marketing, traditional business development. You know, I just was a corporate guy and working at list reports for the six years that I did before we sold it was like getting an MBA in how to do a startup. You know, it was everything from ideation all the way down to, uh, I can't get too attached to my ideas. It's time to sell and everything in between. So when they brought me into list reports, I, you know, I used to joke around to a lot of people who didn't know what I was talking about. I used to say they brought me here because of my Rolodex. You know, nobody knew who Rolodex was. <laughs> Nothing like talking to a 20 something and saying that word. They're like, I, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it, it really was just an eye-opening experience for me. I hope I gave them as much as they gave me. And you really have to take stock in the people who, you know, kind of see your talent, leverage the talent for their purposes, but also encourage you to think bigger. And I can say for six years, I came up with crazy ideas. Oddly enough, most of them, we at least tried to see if they would work. And when the opportunity came, after selling list reports to kind of start agent brief, it was kind of a no brainer. I was like, here's, this is where I belong. I love this entrepreneurial mindset. And if I think about the most successful times in my life, forgetting about what the product was, what the industry was, it was when I created something from scratch and then sold it. Just those two things. I create, I sell. I have a lot of people who support me and help me out design, development, engineering, stuff that I can't do. But as an idea guy in the real estate industry, seeing the way the industry works really gave me an opportunity to say, I'm going to leverage all of the good things that happened to me, even some of the bad things that happened to me. And I'm going to take this flyer on myself. And I am thrilled that I did it. I was scared to death when I did. But to say that, you know, all of the past experiences kind of led me to today. And I wouldn't be here today had I not had all those experiences. So there's a lot of people, there's a lot of events, there's a lot of ups and a lot of downs that went into it, but ending up right back here in something that I ideated, created, got the right people involved, and now I'm out there selling it successfully. That's a fun place to be. And I didn't expect it, but it was a good story nonetheless. And it really 
has validated for me that it doesn't really matter where you are in your life. You can always make a change. You can always, I, you know, oh, we're set in our ways. We, we, we are who we are. No, if you, it's important enough to you, you'll make that change. It was important enough for me to learn, really go back to school for multiple MBAs and not have to pay for it, get paid to do it. And now here I am, you know, sitting on top of a really exciting tech product that I think is going to really change a lot of dynamics in the industry over the next year or two. It's such an important message that you 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 expound on there, and it's it's it doesn't matter when, it's simply do if it's right. If I'm I'm reading a really good book right now, um, Strength to Strength. Mm. It's about uh, as that professional career of accumulating, competing, uh, grinding starts to wane. Mm-hmm. You know what is the next curve that you jump to? right? Mm-hmm. It's, you don't fall off the cliff, you jump to the next curve. And it sounds like you've successfully landed on that next curve. And I love, I love hearing and, and witnessing that. What's next for Agent Brief? Well, you know, we've got a lot of validation in the title industry, and we're, we're looking for some comparable models. Um, wholesale mortgage, for example, is a, is a vertical that I like. Because in wholesale mortgage, you get the big players out there like UWM, who essentially um, provide services, tools, and loan products to independent mortgage brokers around the country. Independent mortgage brokers are just like independent title agents. They kind of operate the same way. They have the same needs. They need the same relationships. But more importantly, it's how the enterprise, UWM or WFG on the title side or Stuart, how they manage their agency side of the business. So you have the direct, you have the agency. And also the makeup of the customers is very similar. It could be everybody from a one-man band working out of his garage in title or in lending, all the way up to, you know, multi-state, multi-branch, you know, a hundred plus loan officers working for one of these mortgage brokers. So it was not by design that we got there. It was actually people started hearing about Agent Brief. The phone started ringing. Why can't we do this in lending? Why can't we do it in insurance? Why can't you do it for gardeners and landscapers? I guess we could do them all. So it's just a function right now of making sure that we're attacking the biggest ideas first. And I think title in the way we did it going after the agents not after the direct sales organizations. We're going to replicate that on the lending side. We have got some specific plans with how we're going to do it, but it didn't really cause much of a disruption with the product because all we needed to do is change out the user type from a, I'm a title rep to I'm a mortgage broker, and then everything else works the same. So we're attacking that pretty aggressively and we should be out to market with an announcement sometime next month. Oh, that's exciting. And I would say that what they're scraping, that information is very similar too, right? It's the activity of that mortgage brokerage who is still public. You're right. Everybody wants to know the same thing and they want to know it first and they want to be able to respond fast. That's exciting. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for you. What, um, what's keeping you up at night? Uh, You know, before we got on, I was, uh, you know, lamenting that as an entrepreneur, I'm learning. I'm a revenue guy. 
right? So to me, a day without sales is a day without sunshine. And that's really, it really bothers me. Um, but there's so many other things that are involved in this business and creating and ideating your product and really making the product great. That keeps me up at night. But the one thing, if I kind of encapsulate all of it, it goes back to something that's out of my control is real estate data is not consistent and it's generally very tough to deal with. And I lose sleep when I get a text message with a screenshot from a user saying, I can't find an agent or this agent's transactions aren't right or they switched brokerages. And it's just getting the data right. Thankfully, it doesn't happen that much. But when it does, it's a problem because it's one person who's searching for one agent. And if I can't help them find that agent and do what I said, I fail. So I have a very, very um, short, limited tolerance for mistakes like that, because I feel like it's a, it's a reflection on me. I'm promoting something that is a great data tool. But if the data is not right, then everything else falls apart. So what I sleep when, when I lose sleep, it's generally about the fact that data is a moving target and I got to always be mindful of how we're going to upgrade that piece of our business. So how do you stay inspired? Hmm. Um, I, I surrounded myself with lots of entrepreneurs right now, you know, and I think those relationships that I built over the last six years, um, you know, when I moved here, I didn't know a soul in California. So for me, these guys were, these guys were friends, family, colleagues, all of the above. What I learned from that group and how they work and how they ideate and how they dream, um, really inspiring. Um, my uh, network of, let's say, close allies and advisors run the gamut, you know, as young as their late 20s to as old as their 80s, you know, when it's retaining those relationships. And all of that, you know, kind of gave me inspiration to do what I do. But if I think about what gets me up every morning is, you know, I lost about a decade of my life, you know, during that post-divorce trauma. And the kids suffered, my family suffered, my friends suffered, everybody kind of took one on the chin. And I, you know, had to pull myself up, move across the country, not knowing a soul, not really sure how this was going to play out. But ultimately, I had to decide to take a risk on myself. And now that I see that I can actually not just talk about, you can always reinvent yourself. And I could say that to my kids and that any something bad that happened to you today is not a life defining moment, right? It, there's other, there will be other opportunities to write that shit. So the inspiration for me now comes to showing my kids that it doesn't matter what hardships you face, that you can reinvent yourself, but it takes commitment. It takes focus. You can't do it as a hobby. It has to be a full-time gig and really kind of blocking out the noise so I can focus on the important things in my life. Um, I would say that keeps me motivated because I know 
that I was successful. I know that I am successful, but in order to be really successful again, it's going to take a different level of effort. And I know you asked in some of the prelim questions, we talked about, you know, what's your favorite book? And the book that ties all this together for me is the subtle art of not giving a, you know what, I'm uh -huh. not first on your, on your podcast. You can. And all, and all the books that went along with that, because it taught me that number one, you know, if you don't take care of yourself, you can't take care of anybody else. And right. we, as you know, as men and what society expects of us is to be the provider and take care of things. And there's never a problem and don't show emotions and don't show weakness. Okay. Don't work with that. That's a bad, that's bad advice, right? You gotta be human and you have to take stock of where you are. And if you don't focus on your well-being first, you will not be good for anybody around you. So yes, did not make a lot of people happy that I was very selfish in the ways that I was selfish, but to see who I am and how I came out of it on the other side, um, that is the inspiration because you never believe that you have enough faith in yourself that you can actually make not a small change, just massive changes in your life. And it is possible. And that kind of inspiration for me is, I don't know what else is possible, but I'm going to keep going at it every day until I realize it. So this journey has just begun. And that excitement of the journey certainly gets me going every single day. That is very exciting. And I, and I love that you have to help yourself before you can help others. It's the it's the analogy in the airplane, right? When they're telling you at the beginning, it's like when that air mask comes down, put it on yourself first and then go over and help help the person next to you. Absolutely. Um, are you listening to any podcasts these days? I mean, we're on um, a podcast. I know you're going to be listening to this one. <laughs> I listen to a couple, you know, I, I listen to a whole bunch of, uh, of, of startup ones. Um, I, you know what? I, I like them. The old CEO of my of my last company, he's like my walking podcast because okay. he's the most knowledgeable guy on every random subject there is. And you know, his name is AJ. He has been is you know as much as you can have a uh, a mentor this late in your life. Um, he is mine, and just the amount that I learned about business from him. Um, and quite honestly, I'm a little lazy when it comes to this stuff. So it's almost like having the cliff notes of podcasts from him. <laughs> I love it. And I, I get it. things that I really like, like drink scotch and smoke cigars. So, you know, that helps. There you go. There you go. Well, let me ask you this. So somebody has uh, engaged you with Agent Brief and they started working with it and they, they gained the consistency six months into it. They're loving it. They want to put a testimonial together. What does it sound like? I had one this morning and it was so, oh, it was so overwhelming. Here it is. I can get it for you. Real and time, folks. I love real it. Time. This is a real one that came in today. What this one said, I wanted to share my feedback with you regarding Agent Brief thus far. This is an extraordinarily useful application for us reps. This is an incredible application that keeps us informed of agents' activity on the go. I literally find myself texting and or calling the minute an alert comes in while sitting at a red light, four exclamation points. <laughs> the fact that we can reach out to an agent at a moment's notice to congratulate them on the most recent listings, wish them the best with an upcoming open house is a huge and great use to me. And I've undoubtedly increased my kind touch points by multiple times over. Great app. I don't know what to Love do. It. I'm done. 
I'm done. Going to retire now. That's it. That's what you're hoping for. That was it. To me, it's all about the validation of, you know, it, when people know how to use it, they get value. Out. You know, you get a lot of these folks who will ask you the ROI question. I don't know mm. if you, but I got the ROI. Goes, What's this ROI for me? How am I going to see a return on my, like, we're going to give you all the ROI you want. You follow agents, we'll send you alerts. We'll make it easy for you to communicate with them. I guarantee you, if you respond to those alerts, you'll see an uptick in your business. And what we're seeing is about a 30% increase in communications and accessibility between agents and title reps using our app. So I'm, I'm pretty happy with that. The other side of that is if we send you the alerts and you don't respond, I can guarantee you your ROI is going to be zero yeah. because we are, for better or for worse, we are in the relationship business, right? We shake hands, we kiss babies, agents do people with business with people they like. You know all the stories. And everybody tends to be looking for the silver bullet. I wanted to do everything for me. I got your alerts. I sent responses. Nobody sent me a title order. Did you call the agent? Did you introduce yourself? Did you expect that they were just going to hand deliver business to you? Definitely not. So it's it's that that you know, just drives this whole business of just making the product great, making the accessibility great, just learning so much more every day that um, you know we're going to see that success um, as long as we keep delivering the right message that it's all about relationships and let's not lose sight of that um, relationships matter in real estate probably more than they do in any other industry in the country it's a tool it's a it's a way to gain access it's not the easy button no well so yeah. you're asking folks to to step out of their comfort zone a little bit to go and get that business right so whether they're utilizing your tool and then they take it to the next level and they get that cup of coffee and they're having those conversations mm -hmm. it's important to expand that comfort zone and one of the things that we talk about on this podcast is the use of karaoke being that uh that wonderful way to expand the comfort zone and and hopefully you'll come up and visit us mike we're going to get a group of uh the guests together and we're going to have a big big party and it's going to have karaoke and mike simon you're next up on the mic what are you singing sadly um i'm a grateful dead fan i am a no, dead no that's not sadly so any dead song um usually for karaoke my go-to dead song is ripple um but you know, it's a little slower, but when you have a voice as bad as I do, you you just want to keep it in the right tone and the right pace. So you will not see me screaming Bon Jovi, but you will see me crooning to Grateful Dead music. I love it. I love it. So I've sang uh, Friend of the Devil before in karaoke. That's a good one. Uh, that works. That yeah. works. A little bit too no. complicated for me. You got time. No, it's, that's a good one. That's a good one. So most important question of them all, Mike, somebody wants to get involved with Agent Brief and they want to connect with you. How do they do that? You know, there's uh, the website, uh, agentbrief.com. It's really just a landing page. From that uh, website, you can book a demo. You'll book it directly with me. You don't have to worry about any of our salespeople. It's, it's all coming to me. Mike at agentbrief.com. That's pretty simple. It's a great way to get with me. I'm on LinkedIn. But anything that you have, you want to talk about this, you want to talk about how strategically it'll work. I just want to make sure people know, Mark, that, you know, we're selling software. 
but what comes along with it is 25 years in the real estate business and some idea of how to talk to real estate agents. So I welcome phone calls from any industry. I welcome phone calls from anybody who thinks that they can get value out of this because really the product is kind of universal. So I'm always open to a conversation to talk about how agent brief this data can be applied to a different user set in our industry. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you, Mike, for coming in and, and sharing your story and sharing your products with us. And hopefully folks that are interested will will dial in. Thank you so much, Mark. Really, thanks for having me as a guest. I enjoyed all of this. Thank you. Awesome. Folks, this has been another exciting episode of Elements of Styles. If you laughed, if you learned, if you thought of somebody, forward this to them. They will appreciate it. In fact, share it with everyone. Why not? Have a great week, everybody. Hey, thanks for joining us today. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to subscribe on your platform of choice for a new episode each week and share this with everyone and anyone. If you have any questions or comments or have an idea for another guest, feel free to shoot me an email at mstyles at styles-law.com. That's M-S-T-I-L-E-S at styles-law.com. And if you are a real estate professional, be sure to check us out on our private exclusive Facebook page, The Real Estate School at 892 for content and Massachusetts continuing education opportunities. Be well, folks. This podcast is being provided for informational purposes only. The podcast is not a comprehensive overview of the subject and is not intended to provide legal or financial advice or an endorsement of any product or business. The views expressed by podcast guests are their own and their appearance on the podcast does not imply any endorsement of them or any entity they represent. Please seek legal, financial, or tax advice before taking any action on the matters or products discussed herein.